In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we are talking about check-ins, follow-ups, connecting with your spouse, putting our money where our mouth is. We'll be right back. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, your humble servant, the Q Dog in the family studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie. Hello, honey. How are you? I'm good, baby. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I heard on the sound check that I still have a little bit of raspiness in this voice. It's not all the way back to full power, so that's disappointing. But I am conquering a cold or something. I don't know what it is. Um, it's stupid is what it is. It is. It's stupid. Uh, but I'm conquering it. So, hey, before we get started, I want to make sure that I impress upon you if this podcast is making a difference in your life. Share it with at least 10 of your buddies or your pals. What do girls call each other? Girlfriends, friends, buddies? Sure. Okay, those two. Um, and then I want you to go and please give us a rating do some reviews. Um, we've been stuck at, I think, under 30 ratings and reviews for a long time because I didn't ask for them. I felt kind of dirty asking for them, but I don't anymore because we are selflessly giving our time to you and doing our best to make a difference in your life. And frankly, the more ratings and reviews that we can muster, the wider the platform goes and the more people we can help. So it's not a cheap ask. It's actually a, a very intentional and heartfelt, would you do that for us um, as we work hard for you? So thank you for that. And then the email, Quincy, Q-U-I-N-C-Y, at podcast like man versus marriage.com. Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. Use the email, like so many of your brothers around the world and some of your sisters, um, so that we can talk to you about what it is you do. And every once in a while, we take those emails and we put them out um, on the program. Honey, for the next episode, I bought you a mic stand and I forgot to bring it in here and install it for you. So I'll get that done. Unless you want me to stop the show right now and do it. No, we're good. Okay, we're good. All right, we're going to get after it. I'll suffer for now. Suffer. Oh, what a suffer. <laughs> So today, I want to talk to you guys, um, and I also want to apologize for the technical difficulty of getting the last show released late. I often pride myself. Uh, I made a commitment to myself and to my Father in Heaven that I did not want to miss a show for five years. It's been longer than five years, but I almost missed the show this week um, due to some technical issues, and really, generally, as it is in life, it was operator error. So we just released that show called Stepping Outside of the Frame. If you have not heard that show, I really encourage you to get your butt over there and download it and get some of it. Because uh, I had the pleasure of explaining this process, how I came up with it to Coach Rita. And she gave me her seal of approval. She said, I think that is a great idea. And I don't know if anybody else is doing it. I just know it's something that we do here on this podcast, and it is helping people. I mean, legitimately helping people and their marriage. So 
If you haven't heard that episode, go get some of it because it, it will change your life. And so the quick version is write us and tell us your story. Give us the opportunity to read your story on air and you listen to it. It gives you a completely different perspective from what you're going through. And we always keep you anonymous unless you request otherwise. So, guys, your your name will be Jack and your wife, her name will be Jill. So it'll be a, a story about Jack and Jill. And it, it, is, it is something to me that is extremely helpful, and I love to utilize it. And sometimes it'll be one show, and sometimes it'll be multiple shows. And we are helping people legitimately around the world with their relationships. And uh, so we're, and we're so happy. It's crazy to me that uh, there are people around the world that are listening and find value and then go out and change their life. Now, Jeannie and I, we talk about using these principles in our life and in our relationship. And sometimes we get complacent or distracted and we don't use them. We don't use our own principles for time to time, from time to time. And what does that cause, honey? Our own principles and not using them? Chaos. Frustration. Anger. <laughs> You're such a fatalist. It does cause. <laughs> it, it causes some problems. It Okay, so it's not that I'm a fatalist. It's that if you and I aren't right, everything else isn't right. So I, for, I agree. So for me, it's my day could be going great. And if you and I have a speed bump moment, I have to write that speed bump moment or the rest of the ship kind of goes sideways because my brain is constantly on. I need to get back to him so that we can get this figured out because it kind of it, it just ruckuses everything for me. Well, and this is why I say you're a fatalist, because I tend to be a fatalist sometimes myself, which is if you scale our interactions or what we would call challenges or problems now versus 15 years ago. They're nothing um, compared to what they were. I mean, they're, they're minimal compared to what they were. Yeah, I think they're minuscule. But I think because we value what we have so much more now that we understand it and we understand um, that it can, it can be righted pretty easily if we just take a step back and say, okay, you know what? I'm sorry. This, this is what happened. This is how it went. It wasn't what I intended or, you know, let me say this ugly real quick so we can figure it out. Knowing that we know how to do those things now and we value it a lot more than we did 15 years ago. I think that's why it's such a big deal to us to make sure that we get in real fast and we fix whatever hiccup it is right away. Yeah. And I'm, I don't, I don't set you, whatever goals you set for your relationship, Mr. And Mrs. Listener, do it. The misconception can be is that if you follow these principles, you're n you're never going to have any problems, and you will never argue again. And where where's the BS button? Because that that's not accurate. That's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, and the reason I say that is because sometimes I get caught in that headspace. Yeah, me too. And it's like, wait a minute, we don't give you these principles so that you'll never argue again. We give you these principles so that when you get into it, you can reconcile more quickly. Because it, you're human beings. Well, and it, the whole thing is the more aware you are of yourself, your actions, the way you respond to things, the way you react to things, why you do what you do, 
it is a lot easier to go back and go, okay, wait, I know I did this and now I need to go rectify, or I know I did this and I didn't do that. So now I need to go back and make sure that we're on the same page because you obviously didn't take that the same way. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, once you're aware, you can't say, I didn't know. Right. And you can't just say, well, that's on you. No, no, it's not on you anymore because I know what I'm doing. I recognize what I'm doing and it's not just your responsibility to fix an issue if we have one. It's mine too. And that I think that's the biggest difference. All of this with Rita in the last 15 years of you and me doing this has been is now that I'm aware I do something, I'm responsible. I'm taking ownership for what I do and I'm taking ownership and responsibility for how our marriage goes forward. Yeah. And, you know, in when you're starting to put relationships together or you get busy and you're not nurturing your relationship along like like you should mm-hmm. and being intentional about it. You can come up with ideas that say, well, you never, and you always, and you were supposed to do this. And one of the best questions in the whole world is, okay, well, what does this quote look like? What is that supposed to mean? What am I supposed, what am I supposed to do that I'm not doing? Well, there's another part to that too, because there are moments where, you know, it'd be like, well, you were supposed to do this. So I'm not doing my part because you didn't do your part. And Rita would always ask me, well, did you mention that? Did you ask him? Did you say, hey, are you still going to do this? Is this still your your part? No, I didn't because I'm a stubborn ass and I would just sit back and wait and be like, well, if you're not going to do your thing, I'm not going to do mine. Yeah. And it's <laughs> funny because I find I listen to guys talk to me when we're on the phone or an email and I find commonalities that I do because there are times where I'll say, okay, well, I'm doing this, and I don't feel like it's being uh, reciprocated, so I'm going to stop doing this, and I'm going to see how long it takes for her to say anything. And that is an exercise in futility. Yeah. It's it's not good because it goes back to you have some unrealistic expectation that your spouse is supposed to read your mind and, like, your your wife or your husband, all they're thinking about all day long is you, but actually he or she has their own responsibilities to take care of. And something that really sparked my thought, like one of the things I loved about my granny and papa and my grandma and grandpa's relationship was A, their love for each other, but also how they would just jockey one another every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, their trash talk was amazing. For fun. Their, I mean, it their was, bantering is some of the best I think I've heard. It was it was fun, but you know what? Their love was absolutely genuine. And I thought about this. I was having a conversation um, with a, a customer of ours out at work, and uh, he was telling me how his wife tried it. He she was like, "Okay, what do you want for supper?" And I, it may have been his birthday or something like that. And he said, I want your lasagna because she makes the best lasagna on the planet for him. And she ended up trying a new recipe and putting like sugar in it or something. Oh, no. And she brought it to him and he took a bite of it and he was like, what the hell is this? And uh, she was like, well, I, I did this and that. And he, he, <laughs> he said, I put it back in the bowl. I went and put it in the sink, and I went to bed. 
And he I didn't can see how that evening went for him. Without even trying, I know how that evening went for him. Well, and the next day, you know, something happened, and he was, this is their relationship, but he'll come in the house and, you know, just pretend like nothing's happening, and he knows his wife is, you know, still upset about whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's their way of kind of do, having that banter or that relationship. Like, he'll suffer a little bit just to get a rise out of her. But there's no question about their love for each other. And I thought about, I said, you know what? I've kind of lost a little bit of that in my relationship by trying to make everything, I don't know if it's perfect all the time or what, but I, I thought about it and I was like, man, some of the some, one of the things I promise to do is to make you laugh. And for for us, when we have those, you know, fun little spats, there's nothing there's nothing to me that is egregious about it. It's a part of our friendship and having fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I went back and I told him, I said, I thought about what you did overnight. And I said, uh, it is fun to just spice each other up a little bit because we're lovers, but we're also best friends. And I know there's a million opinions about that or a couple or whatever, but... <laughs> We have a you lot. You would have of found that lasagna in the in your uh, lunch or sitting on the table for you for breakfast the next morning if you decided to do that. I'm just letting you know. You know, hey, you don't try a new recipe for somebody's birthday with their favorite dish. No, I agree. I wouldn't change my lasagna anyway. But I'm just saying, if if you pulled something like that on me, the return would be remember the joke with the kids. If you don't eat your dinner, you're eating it for breakfast. You would have found that for breakfast the uh-huh. next morning. Well, and that and that's <laughs> all well and good, but I, I don't. I you don't, probably would have laughed at me for it. <laughs> I don't want this process. I don't want the misconception that we're doing this so everything will be like picture perfect all the time because that's not life. No, and it, it, if it was picture perfect all the time, we wouldn't be growing. We wouldn't be changing. Right. Nothing would be happening. We would just be kind of stuck in. You remember that? Um, oh, what is that stupid movie? Edward Scissorhands where all the houses are the same. Everybody leaves the same. I don't want that kind of right. life. I want to be learning and changing and doing and you know, you can't stay the same in each phase of life. We're we're at that stage now where kids are going off and doing their own thing and learning their own to make their own decisions, which is scary as hell, but you and I are coming to a place now where okay, well what's our life going to look like mm-hmm. moving forward? I I mean, I understand our kids got to go do their thing and Hopefully they're all going to get married and raise their own kids and they're going to bring them all back to us and whatnot. But there's an in-between between visits. What does that look like? What are we doing? Where are we going? And if we're mundane and everything just stays the same, we're not going to have much of a life. Yeah. Out, you know what I'm saying? Not yeah. that I don't, and I'm not happy with what we have, but we're going to get bored. We're going to, it's going to be... I don't want to be old people who just sit home and stare at our TV and take naps, you know, 15 hours a day. I, I want to be older people who go out and still enjoy life and we still laugh and we still joke and we still have date nights and do our silliness because that's who we are. And that's and that is precisely the point I'm driving home is, you know, that was one of the fun things that was in our relationship early on was our banter was our joking, was our personalities. And 
sometimes life um, or the intent obsession of certain things can cause you to lose that or you just kind of lose yourself from time to time. And so, I, like I say, I don't want the misconception about this to be that we're doing this to make things perfect. We're doing this to prepare you, A, so that you can reconcile the parts of your relationship that need reconciliation. You can reconnect those areas that the connection has been lost. But also, you can bring your best version of yourself to life in this relationship and still have fun. Because it, it's fun. In my vows, I promised that I would make you laugh. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I did that is for us to just kind of pick and banter with e- each other. And usually that leads to, you know, some kind of, we're not great at dirty talk, but a lot of times it leads around to something of that area. It usually comes out to a dirty joke at some point. Yeah. And then, you know, just the fun side of of laughing because... Who doesn't need to laugh? Who doesn't need to have that kind of medicine in their life? Laughter. So one of the things we talked about on Standing Outside the Frame is to make sure that, you know, you and your spouse are checking in. And once again, it's something that Jeannie and I had been talking about for a while. We had not been following through on it. And I just thought, you know, I always like to live up to what I say like, if I say I'm going to do something, I want to do it. Uh, but a few of the podcasts we had left here, and we had not taken ownership of what we were supposed to do. So, you know, with a with a little bit of time that we have left on this particular show, I want to talk to Jeannie, and I want to talk to you, the audience, because two weeks in a row, we found our way to start doing a weekly check-in again. One night it was at supper. We went out to dinner and enjoyed some time. And the next time, we just utilized the time that Jeannie had on the road to grab a coffee uh, while the girls were doing stuff and needed rides home. And I think, you know, I'm curious as to what your take is on it. Well, I did notice that um, the night that we went out and had coffee, when I purposely used, do you want to go out and have coffee with me and you know, go sit and talk or have a check-in, your response was definitely you wanted to go. I think had I not used those words, it might have been a little different because you were feeling under the weather. You really didn't want to go do anything. But um, two of our girls were out, and they were in between locations, and one was going to be done in an hour, and the next one was going to be done in an hour and 30. So it just made sense to rather than drive all the way back and blow gas. Like, well, why don't we go get a cup of coffee or – you know, go get a snack or something. Let's just go find some place quiet to sit. And um, so that's what we did. And um, I think the first one was a little more business when mm-hmm. we went to dinner because we were talking about the show. We were talking about where we want to go with it. We were talking about things that are coming up. And um, it, it was a check-in, but it wasn't a life check-in. It was more, you know, where, where do we see ourselves going this next year? Um, so that one was, to me was a little more business. The second one was more, um, more of a valuable check-in. I think it does. It, it's not that the first one wasn't, but the second one I think was more personal. Where are you at? What are we going through? Um, you know, how are we feeling about things? Both of us are, are 
don't want to say in in limbo of things, but we're just we're we're kind of in a spot where <coughs> we're learning about ourselves and we're learning about each other and we're trying to put the two pieces together and at the same time we're trying to figure out where do these new things fit with what our life is about to look like and what your job currently looks like and you know we're you guys hear it all the time we're we're still trying to figure out our plans we don't know exactly where we're going or what we're doing right and so when you're trying to figure out yourself because you're going through stuff and um you know or maybe you're just doing something different like i for me doing the um my sister and i my sister's going through a rough patch so we had a conversation and my sister decided she wants to do um, a 40-day sugar fast and she sent me a picture of the book and i didn't even think about it i sent her a text back i said you want me to get it i'll do it with you and um you know, she got excited, so we both got the book. We've been doing it together. It's just a little daily devotional, which is not usually my thing. Um, I don't agree with uh, with some of the things that are in it, but, you know, Quincy and I are pretty good at eat the meat, spit out the bones. So I've learned how to navigate through what works for me and what doesn't. But I've also been able to have a conversation with my sister on a daily to say, you know, j- she'll send me things and say, hey, this particular um, observation this lady pointed out this this really hits home and for me I've been able to come back and say you know these are things that this woman's talking about that Quincy and I have adapted and this is how we do it and what helps us so we've been able to just kind of hold each other accountable without having to be a in the same state and b without having to make it such a big deal it's just a simple text back and forth of hey this is what's happening and when we struggle we reach out to each other, which is great because we that's not a relationship we've had before. So it's, it's kind of cool. But being able to talk about those things and to check in and being able to talk about the stuff that um, I'm learning about myself. I'm doing that Julia Gentry, Julia Gulia, if you know me and Quincy. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a deep love for the wedding singer. But um, as I'm going through it and trying to process through it, it it's a lot. It's a good thing, but it's a lot. And being able to tell Quincy, this is what I'm figuring out and this is what I'm feeling about it. And then, you know, being able to get a, he just listens. That's, that's the first part is he just listens, lets me say what I need to say. And then, um, being able to kind of bounce stuff off of each other and say, okay, I don't, I don't know about this, but this is what I'm thinking or I'm feeling. What, what do you see? What do you think? Cause he knows me better than anybody. And, um, you know, it's just safe. Plus we, we finally, made it a point we have to get out of the house to mm-hmm. to have these conversations i have i have to be away from all the distractions all the kid noise all the questions because if if we're here they're going to be texting they're going to be calling they're going to be coming into the room they're going to be in the conversation or their kids they're nosy we're all nosy they're going to hear something and later one of them's going to say well how come you got upset about this and it's not their conversation to be involved in and that's difficult for me to have that kind of you know I, I want a safe space I want a place where it's it's just you and me and we can have a conversation and you know if there's a person at the table next to us enjoying dinner and having a conversation they're not paying attention to us but in a home where there's a bunch of people always on the move and you know watching tv on the other side of the wall or what have you I, I like the privacy I like the quiet yeah 
And if it's nothing else, just to just to get out of here, because we're still working on our studio. We've moved it because one of our daughters moved back home. <clears throat> so we've relocated within the house, and we put in some French doors that have windows in them. And so it never fails. I face away from the door. Jeannie faces the door while we do this particular show until we get the video moving. We'll, we'll both be facing. I'll know. have curtains by then. But... It never fails. Somebody's coming by. One of our daughters uh, who will come by and just be a, a nerd, which is very much like her dad. Um, but people just come by. We're, we have no personal space in the Moran family. It does not exist. <laughs> so, And we don't know boundaries well, especially when it's an opportunity to make somebody laugh. Even if you make them mad while you're making them laugh. That's the way it is. And I agree. <clears throat> I got a bit distracted there. Uh, I had to answer a message on the phone, so my apologies. But I, I agree with you. The first one was more just about business because I'm looking at taking our podcast to, this is so cliche, but to the next level. And I was with somebody um, about a month ago just talking about the podcast and you know where it is now, but that I want to broaden the platform. I talked to him about what we do, some of the discussions we've had. And he told me, he said, hey, I think it's more, it's not a matter of content. It sounds like you guys have great content because I'm always wondering, is this just good information or is this information that you can take and make your life and your life experience better? Because that's my heart's desire. He said, I think it's more of a matter <clears throat> of distribution. And that's something I can help you with. And he said, like many have said before, if you're not on YouTube with your podcast, you're totally missing the boat. And I'm like, dadgum, Quincy, you've been talking about this for two years now, getting on YouTube and, you know, putting the video out. And so that is, that to me, we were talking, Jeannie was asking me hard questions about what do you want to do with this show? But I was mentally just not in a place to figure it out because I feel like there are so many questions about my life. Fortunately, with my marriage and my family, there aren't those questions. Of course, like you said, the kids are growing up and going. But that's my, my solid place is our family. I look at my career, and I'm I in the best role to affect our organization in a positive way, or is there another role? I like to look at myself and review that and say, am I where I'm making the biggest impact? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, we're looking at that. We're looking at, are we going to live in Texas or are we move to Idaho or we move to Alabama? We're trying to figure that out because we want to go find a place to settle. A lot of things we love about Texas, some things like the cost of living is more expensive than we anticipated. And we have Hunter and Kirsten with us for life. So, it's never just going to be us two. We're, we're, we're going to be taking care of the four of us. So, you know, we're just kind of reviewing. There's things up in the air. And then how much more time and energy are we willing to dedicate to the podcast, which we do this now as a part of our journey. That's why we get on and we do these open discussions like this. <clears throat> so we can be candid to say, hey, we don't have the answers, but this is what we're looking at. And I want you to be able to follow us in the process so you can take it and make it a part, make your own process in your life, in your relationship. So it was very business oriented. 
she got questions stirring in my mind, um, which I needed. And then, you know, we talked about the book that I'm writing. And so, yes, <clears throat> you can laugh. I'm laughing at your comment at the dinner table that night. I need to outline the book, but I guess I got a pretty good eight-page outline, so we'll go from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fantastic job. I got a great outline. Got a couple chapters to add. Um, but she came ready to make notes, and I just didn't know. But it was good as an exercise for us to be intentional about check-in. And then the next time, it was better. Not that every conversation is going to be great, like the last one is, we might have to air some dirty laundry, you know, with each other or share our frustrations or talk about other things. But really, it's our time just to check in. And what do we want to talk about? And that's what's on the table. And the last one, man, I, I, I really feel like we shared a lot with each other. Mm -hmm. And we're starting, we're starting to formulate this plan um, and stop being afraid a failure and saying, you know what, let's go forward. There are things we want to do. So, you know, two weeks in a row and, and look, we're getting ready to go on vacation this weekend. Are we going to find our spot for check-in? We're committed to do it. So we, we have to do it and we need to continue. <clears throat> we need to continue to check in no matter what, what it is, if it's just getting in the truck or the car, taking the kids, and then spending 30 to 45 minutes outside of the house where it's me, her, Google, and Apple that are only listening. Because there are ears in this house, no matter what we're doing. Yeah. And sometimes it's us, you know, ear hustling them, and sometimes it's them ear hustling us. But... Well, and sometimes with the check-in, it you know, if... If we're having a moment with one of the kids or maybe we're struggling with a decision that's been made or, or you know, maybe we're, we're struggling on how to talk to them about something, it's not really something that I want everybody else in the house to hear us discussing. Correct. That That's a, a you and me moment of, okay, this is where I'm at with this and I need you to help me. Right. I, I don't need seven other little minis coming in and telling me, do this, do this, do this, or you know, getting on me for how I say stuff when the only person who truly has that permission is you in the first place. So yeah, it's, it's beneficial. It's, it's difficult sometimes when we have the conversations on the phone, that's why we're switching it up because it's nice to have the conversations when you're away at work and we can talk on the phone. But again, we still have people and my conversations are never kept on this side. So yeah. And it's um, not as, it's it, just not as it's not meaningful as, as being in person. Yeah. It's not as intimate, <clears throat> but I mean, we've always said we do our best conversations when we go for a drive. So even if we're getting a cup of coffee and sitting in the, the car somewhere for an hour or we go into one of the local shops or whatever and just sit down and chat while everybody's doing their own thing, I think that's probably going to be our easiest way yeah. to ensure the time without disrupting everybody else's stuff and not costing us a fortune every time we go out. And it's, it's just something we're doing to invest in you and me, mm -hmm. which is a big deal. I mean, we go to hockey and whatnot, but you know, twice we get 20 minutes to talk, you know, in between periods and then we get the drive there and back and whatever. But this is not based around hockey. It ain't based around sports. It's based around you and I, I mean, we might have to do one to the <clears> gun range sometime and have conversation while we're letting off a few rounds, but <laughs> those are for the really good days. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm pissed. We're going shooting. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what those are for. But that that to me is where you and I can mitigate or manage some of the chaos that goes on because we can both. In the last conversation we had, we both got really vulnerable yeah. about where we are, where we are, and what we're going through, and what we're worried about, and really where we've just had enough. Like we, where we've had legitimately enough. Yeah. And um, what we're willing to do, um, and and like I've told Jeannie, and I wanna I wanna tell you, the listener, I'm not doing this podcast to find meaning in my life. I have all I need and more when it comes to the meaning and what's important to my life. And you'll learn more and more about that as I bring you what I call family famous. That is, that is going to be a legacy for me on this earth. Thanks to the goodness of God, what I've learned about the impact of fathers and husbands in the home. I'm, I'm doing this podcast because I believe my calling is to go out and speak and inspire people. You, you know if you follow the show, I'm a man of faith. So I truly believe that God gives us gifts and callings. And it's our decision whether we go after it or not. And I'm going after it. And I'm not going after it for me. Not even necessarily as much for the listener but to honor God in my life and the impact. There is a, there's an amazing impact that people can make in your life. I'm surrounded by people who have made an extraordinary impact in my life. I'm sitting across from one of those people right now. So I understand that our experience can truly, truly make a tremendous impact in your life. And I'm so grateful that God has helped us find our way through these situations. It took Jeannie and I being willing to remain committed to one another, to the process, and to our relationship and our family. But it's time for us to take what we're doing and the experiences we've had and go out and meet the people who are desperate for help. They're desperate for a voice. They're desperate for people who are well-intentioned to speak into their life and to build them. And that's us. And we can't help everybody. But we can help those people who are willing. And that's why we're walking it out. You, the listener, mean a great deal to me. The majority, I would say 99% of you, I have never, if we walk past each other in the street, I just wouldn't know you. But the emails that we've shared together, the phone calls we've shared together, the Instagram direct messages we've shared together, um, you mean a tremendous amount to me. And I am paying this forward because of the goodness that Coach Rita showed Jeannie and I. And it is, it is a passion of mine to reach people and tell them that who you are is not who you have to be. You can be more. You are more, and people out there are waiting for the ripple effect of your life. So give the people what they need. The check-ins were great, both of them. Even though one of them was mechanical, it was getting the, it's like starting a diet. Well, 
it's mechanical, but it wasn't because I, I did need to know where you're at. You know, I, I can't move forward on plans that we're doing together. If I don't know where you're at, if I, if I can't locate you, I'm just trucking along and that's not, that, that's not how we do things. So it, although it was more of a business meeting, it was also because, um, towards the end of the year, we always plan our goals, what we're doing for the next year, personal family, you know, podcast, what have you. And, um, I just, I just didn't know where you were. Yeah. And in order for me to make my goals, I need to know when it's something we're doing together, where your head's at. So I can kind of put my stuff with yours or bring yours to mine, whichever, you know, whichever the situation calls for. But if we don't, not all check-ins are going to be deep, intimate conversations. That's right. But it's also not meant to be um, business as far as like the bills, the house, the kids. We try to avoid that as much as we can in a check-in situation, and we just stick to, um, you know, podcast is business, but it's also part of what Quincy says his calling and his dream is. So I need to know those things. That's not just a you thing. I need to be part of that. I need to know what's coming. My book and, and what I want to do, that's not just a me thing. Quincy's got to be a part of that because it everything that we do for that affects each other. If I have to take more time away from, <clears throat> you know, evenings so that we can, I can get some writing done. Those are things we have to discuss because if I just say, okay, I'm going to go write and I don't explain to you this is my goal and this is my plan. This is this is what I'm going to be doing. So when I need to take this time away, it's for a purpose. It's not just me being cold and shutting you out. Because sometimes if we have to work, if I have to work three, four nights in a row and we're missing our time and I don't preface that with you to let you know, hey, this is what's going on, um, you could take that as a slight. Mm-hmm. You could take that as maybe we've we've had an argument, or it could play in your head that something's going on that you didn't know about, and that's something that we try really hard to avoid. So the check-ins, there there is some quote unquote business aspect to it, but really it's not. It's making sure that we're both on the same page, and if we can support each other with whatever we're going through or whatever we're getting ready to um, navigate into, then that's what we do. We need to. I need to know my role. And your expectation of me and vice versa. If we don't have these conversations, we don't know. That's right. And, you know, the struggle for me is I'm a very futuristic, like visionary kind of guy. I'm not saying I'm a Steve Jobs. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm very, I'm very forward thinking and I can get some crazy plans. But many of you may not know how hard it was for me to start this podcast because I was afraid of failing. But it's my show, and I decide what failing Mm. looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, whether it's writing the book or going out to speak for so long, I said, why would I go out and what what am I supposed to talk about? I'm not a millionaire. What am I supposed to talk about in a, a story that changed my life? Was, you know, I told my cousin Michelle and uh, and Shane, I said, I, th- I need to recalibrate what I believe is credibility because here I am thinking that my finances are my credibility. And I got to figure out a way to fix that. 
And the next day she left me a message and she said, hey, I was thinking about this. And she said, Quincy, what if, what if Jesus would have allowed his pocketbook to, to be his credibility before he went out and started his ministry? And it cured me from that worry because I'm not, I'm not the most savvy. I'm not the most savvy businessman in the world. I'm not, you know, the bank wouldn't tell you that I'm very wealthy. But it's almost like the Apostle Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have, I'm giving to you. And like his shadow caused a lame man to get up and walk. And so that's kind of where I come from this to say I'm, I can give you some principles and strategies on business, but that's not my zone of genius. My zone of genius is loving people and wanting to invest in the people that matter the most. And that's the people under this roof. And how can I impart that and make an impact to you? And then if, if looking at my relationship, if, if my relationship can make it with all the adversity that has come in front of us, anybody's can. So what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do to change and transform your life? I can go speak on that every day because I have lived it. I've lived it for 14 years now and going. And so I said, wow, that freed me completely. All it did was get me to the next step so I could see a little bit farther down and the picture got a little bit more clear and there's st still some fear I got to conquer. It doesn't mean it's over, but one of my philosophies in life is that, you know, awareness is a weapon and you can use it for good to go conquer or you can use it on yourself and you can sabotage yourself. So I'm aware of what my calling is and now it's what does that look like? It's the same principle. And I was struggling to see what the vision would look like. And now it's starting to take shape and come together. But I had to, I had to take this approach, <coughs> which was, Lord, where is your heart in this? What does it look like? Because so many times I've done my plan and it sucks. <laughs> So many times I've done my plan and printed 3,000 shirts and sold zero at an event. When the whisper in my spirit was, don't make any shirts, go check it out and come back. I said, that sounds cool, but if I just do this and I go out and do it, and then I put my family ultimately $15,000 in debt. So I, I, I'm not... I'm not trying to allow the fear of it not being perfect get in the way. I just want to do it and be on the right path. So I come in contact with the right people and the people who need us. And if the wind is at your back, man, it's going to catch the sails and you're going to move where you need to move. So I can't wait to hear your testimony. I can't wait to hear you talk to me about what's going on in your relationship. Mr. and Mrs. Listener. <clears throat> we'll have to take a we'll have to take a break here in a minute because uh my voice is kind of feeling it. I need a man up. Grab your man bag boy. <clears throat> All right, that wasn't a good idea. Mm -hmm. 
All right, honey, any closing thoughts on the check-in? I loved it, by the way. I loved it. I think I said that, but I loved it. And uh, I look forward to I, I never want us to take it for granted. Take take me to task, and I will do the same for you if we take the if we ever take that for granted because every single investment matters. The it, ass is back. <laughs> Told you. <Yep. ya>. Yep. <laughs> if this was a video podcast, you would see that our middle child is trying to make everybody laugh. And she's pretty funny. She's pretty funny. All right. That's my wife, Jeannie Moran. You want to say anything before we go? Nope. We're all good. You covered it all. I did, didn't I? And I am Quincy, a.k.a. the Q Dog. And this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.